0: You can edit this part out, right? Yeah.
1: Thank you for tuning in on another Cherishing Scripture podcast. Pastor Brad Bailey here with you today. Zachary Taylor behind the microphone at the sound booth, making us all sound good. Also got Jeremy Boggs here to my left. Trying out some new equipment today, man. We're upgrading. Yeah, getting...
0: getting, Making uh, it real, man. We're actually looking like a real studio this time (laughs) instead of just an empty room. Mic, table booms yeah lights it's crazy this camera your office yeah and now it's
1: uh yeah this has been everything this room here has it's been just about everything and uh it was way too small for my office i'm glad we
0: yeah i'm glad i got to upgrade on that <laughs> great message by the way this morning bless you that was awesome praise the so, Lord really enjoyed that so you,
1: you've been getting these on youtube man that's great yep so, so if you th- these are usually the week of is what I've been noticing. Yep.
0: So I usually do uh, Sunday mornings on Mondays, Wednesdays I'll do Sunday nights, and then Saturdays I'll do Sunday school. So if you can't watch them live stream, you can always just go back later. Um, it That'd and even like revisiting them myself when they come out uh, during the week kind of like just keeps me going. You know, yeah. it's like a it's like I'm always with the church. So yeah, it's awesome. It's a blessing
1: if they're a blessing to people, hopefully we don't have to keep reminding them to like and subscribe if you're enjoying it. Getting a little bit better with that. Yeah.
0: Getting a it's little, going little bit good.
1: better. It's going good with that. So, the last couple of weeks, we were with Bill Thompson. Man, what a great couple of episodes that was. We had him in talking about his specialty ministry to the homeless
0: people. Yeah. Uh, part of Brandon Baptist Tabernacles uh, outreach, weekly outreach here in inner city Tampa. Yeah, some of the um, the people that have known Brother Bill probably just as long as we have um, have said the same thing. They love to hear these stories about yeah. um, the Thompsons and how much of a blessing they are yeah. reaching out to the homeless um, and seeing the needs of their pe- of that people.
1: You know what's amazing about it? He, He's such a modest man. He really you know, is. He's so, I don't know what, you know, just very humble. And uh, But I'm, I'm telling you, he's a hero among those homeless people. They yeah. love him. Yeah, he they is. They absolutely love him. And I'm glad he has that gift. You know, it's not, not where I... Uh, specialized so I'm glad we've got somebody who's in that role and doing that doing a great job uh, Don venable helps out on Monday nights and brother Thompson and some of the other churches in the area work their thing on Saturday nights so they were actually out last night if I understand yeah yeah So working out really really good so that kind of took up two weeks we wound up we actually came we actually invited brother Thompson to come in and help us talk about the works of the flesh yeah and then we got semi distracted about the uh, oh, homeless. homeless ministry which is a good distraction nothing wrong with that we certainly enjoyed the discussion with him and i'm hoping we can have him back sometime I really do.
0: he's to do some more of that he is uh like you said probably a good, a, not even just a hero to them but a hero to the, to to he's probably one of my top heroes i mean he's yeah, a blessing. he's super wise i've learned a lot just from listening to him and yeah. um him and i you know we sometimes the be- like one of my favorite things is we'll talk about things that you know, most people don't believe that God can still do or like stuff like that. So me and him have a little special thing, but he's a he's awesome. Just I love him to death. Fantastic
1: guy, Sister D. Yeah,
0: Can't oh man, than Sister D, man, she's great. <laughs> if I she you have to hug her every service. Yeah, and if you don't, she will hunt you down. She was on her feet this morning, hands in the air, rejoicing during yeah. the
1: song service. Man, just a blessing. <laughs>
0: she is awesome.
1: Real deal, real deal. A lot of our younger ladies around here can learn a lot from her. We have some younger ladies that are really kind of off the off the straight and narrow you know i won't call any names but we're praying for that as much as we can you know for revival among our young women they desperately need it zach's wife's but, here in the studio with us as well by the way oh is she re- <laughs> okay oh i'm sorry i didn't see you back there
2: so anyway back to the scripture fine. Here. she doesn't like waffle house so yeah
1: <laughs> hey, what's wrong with waffle house you people with your waffle house bands waffle House is, is they basically said everything's raised wrong
2: with waffle house
1: yeah She's got this thing going about, do they have good food? No. Do they have good service? No. Is the facility clean? No. <laughs> do Does they have pasta? attractive waitresses? Do no. they have attractive waitresses? No. Does Pastor do go to eat there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then why do you go there? Oh, it's a Southern thing. You just got to try it. Yeah. You got to try it, man. You got to try it.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: a uh, couple of, couple of uh, precious weeks away from Galatians chapter 5, and we're getting to the end of this. We have the balance of chapter 5, and then chapter number 6 is going to be our, our closing here in the book of Galatians. But we, we've sort of gotten bogged down in this list of the works of the flesh. Uh, beginning up in verse 19, he started out, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. We talked about all of those. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variants, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. We covered all of those in verse 20. Now we come to verse number 21. We have talked about envyings. We've talked about murders. You guys started talking about drunkenness because there was a week when I was a little ill and didn't get to podcast with you guys.
2: Playing hooky. Yeah, Yeah. staying
1: out. And I wasn't worried about me. I was worried about what everybody was going to think about me. I was going to be afraid if I had COVID or something and spreading that around. Yeah. So. I stayed out a week, but you guys did a good job. You talked about drunkenness, and so we'll revisit that one just a little bit today and then reveling. So those are the two that wrap up the list here. Mm. And then he adds that incredible closing and such like. So he tells us that this is not a, an exhaustive list. There are uh, a number of other things that could have been discussed and could have been brought out on this list, but nevertheless, here we are. So drunkenness, we've all uh, had our private discussions about this, mm. Um, I am uh, in the camp, uh, probably the more conservative camp, on this drunkenness issue, issue, especially when it comes to God's man. Um, in that discussion, I'm a total abstainer. Yeah. Now, I'm. I am um, responsible with the scripture. I, I think I am, and I am. Uh, uh, I am also reasonable. Uh, so I, you know, the trying to make the airtight argument yeah. that alcohol is one hundred percent forbidden—you cannot partake of it in any form or fashion. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of goes beyond what the Bible would permit us to say. Yeah. Uh, there are occasions we talked about these in the past where if a person is dying, the Old Testament says give him wine mm-hmm. in that hour to so, as a sort of a stupefaction to keep him from going through the the full uh, suffering of the pains of death. Yeah. Um, In the Old Testament, it talks about those cases. Then when we come to the New Testament, we have those incredibly important passages of Scripture where Paul actually instructs Timothy to partake of wine for his stomach's sake, a little wine, I think he used that term, for his stomach's sake. Back in those days, it wasn't uncommon at all for people to have some kind of an intestinal problem and the... the, um, The alcoholic nature of some wine uh, could help in those cases. Mm -hmm. And so Paul talked about it again in a medicinal context. Uh, Then you got Jesus turning water into wine in the book of John. So there's a lot of debate about that. You know, you got that famous sermon clip online of that evangelist saying, Jesus was not a bartender and all of those things. and I would agree with that. Jesus was not a bartender, but at the same time, there are certain allowances for the for the use of alcohol. Uh, I think for me, with my history, with my past, I think the wisest thing for me is to be a total abstainer. Yeah, that's what I'm most comfortable with. And uh, I am not um, I'm not here to cast stones or, so on and so forth. This word, however, is an obvious word. Okay, yeah. we're not talking about partaking medicinally. He uses the word drunkenness here, right. which is absolutely clearly staggering, drunk, overwhelmingly uh, partaking of what is forbidden, and so that's one of the works of the flesh. Yeah. If you, you you know that you're you're living in the the power of the flesh and and living under the dictates of the flesh when you cannot control your
0: appetite for wine yeah yeah it, i said it the last podcast and i felt you know i told somebody this week or a couple weekends ago when they were listening to it i said i felt kind of bad that i had said this but um but it's it's almost it's almost some true is you know at the end of this verse paul says these things will not inherit the kingdom of god and or and drunkenness is a way for people to um they look to that as a way to handle their problems. They look at it as a way to deal with whatever they're going through. That's yeah. that is their that is their hope. That is their faith to fix that. So yeah. rightfully so, you chose that. Right. You chose that. So, Paul's saying here. Okay, you got two choices. You can choose drunk, drunkenness, because a lot of people they honestly do, use that to deal with their discouragement. Or you can look to the kingdom. Yeah. Which one do you want? Exactly. And uh, I yeah. want the kingdom all day yeah. long.
1: <laughs> if it's an either-or condition, I think right. that's what we're dealing with here. You know, you're either uh, because you know, verse twenty-two is the fruit of the spirit. So it's an either-or thing. It's either works of the flesh, verse number nineteen, or it's the fruit of the spirit. And that's what he's pointing out here is that this is this is a substitute for the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. And uh, you know, in that context and under that kind of a condition, I would a hundred and ten percent agree that you need to
2: be an abstainer from alcohol. Yeah. Um, I mean, anytime the Bible talks about drunkenness, there is never an occasion where it's a positive light. Um, no. You think of, uh, and this is kind of where, Pastor, you mentioned a little bit, and I've talked to you about this before. Um, I use, for me personally, I use uh, one of the uh, hermeneutics that you learn uh, is I use the principle of first mention on this. Uh, when it's first right. mentioned in Genesis, uh, it has a negative connotation to Very it. Very negative. Which follows up. Which, if I'm not mistaken, is Noah, right? Noah, Mm -hmm. correct. And then I believe, would the next one be Lot? I believe with his daughters. His daughters made him drunk and he lay with his daughters. And that's where
1: Amnon and... um, Not Amnon, the Ammonites and the Moabites came from.
2: Yeah, so um, there's that. And, I mean, you could go on. I think of uh, David uh, getting Uriah drunk, trying to get him to sleep with his wife. I think of the... Uh, Proverbs where it talks about uh, look not upon wine when it's red in the cup and then it gives you a description of people that uh, feel or go into drunkenness. It talks about them not remembering them wavering like a ship on the sea. Uh, It talks about them waking up the next morning and uh, seeking it again. Seeking it again. Talking about the addictive nature of it. Uh, So personally that's why I'm a total abstainer. Yeah, Um, And I have a past Um, But since I got saved, it's it's definitely a total uh, abstinence for me. But um, I I just find it interesting. I was reading this and just thinking about the book of uh, Galatians as a whole, and I just find it so interesting that, um, and I want to mention this, that this whole book is about liberty, 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 Yeah. uh, telling them that they have this liberty in Christ, uh, the liberty that the... Uh, Jews tried to take away the Judaizers, but then he comes into chapter five and he's like, "But here are the works of the flesh. Uh, right. So don't don't use your almost as he said before, don't use your liberty as a, a occasion, An occasion for the still. flesh." Mm. Yeah. So I find that very interesting in here.
1: Yeah, I do too. And you know, the the most expensive drink that has ever been served in the United States was uh, was it 1865 or 1866 when Abraham Lincoln was assassinated at Ford's Theater. You know, he he was there, um, at, you know, enjoying the show with his wife, Mary Todd Lincoln, and his security guard, the man who had been given the charge to take care of Abraham Lincoln, just moments before entering the—after, I think, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Lincoln were seated there in Ford's Theater up in the balcony— The security guard took advantage of an opportunity said, I think I'll slip across the street here from Ford's Theater. There was an open saloon, an open bar. Mm -hmm. He went over and took of a a drink. And as I understand the history of that, John Wilkes Booth was actually just two or three seats down on that bar from him, also drinking something to calm his nerves because he was about to go and then do the unthinkable um, of uh, assassinating the President of the United States. So while... This man is, is drinking alcohol. Uh, his job is being neglected, and we paid a high price here in the United States because of that drink of alcohol. So it can be very, very costly. I think that's the warning here. Drunkenness is to be avoided at all costs. Mm-hmm. And uh, you and I, we all know friends. We all have uh, uh, people who have crossed the line on these things. I've been blessed, and I use that word very, very carefully here. I've been blessed because, I, to the best of my knowledge, I have never had alcohol. I've never uh, had a drop of alcohol intentionally in my mouth. And I think there's been a couple of times my wife kind of gives me a hard time about one. once we were in a restaurant, and I ordered a pina colada. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I added that uh, I wanted to be non-alcoholic, so they brought it out, and I drank it, and it was delicious. <laughs> it was wonderful. Um, uh, if that actually happened, I don't think I I, I partook of anything that night. Uh, if I did, i know it was unconsciously, but yeah. I, I didn't feel that much different, you know. And so I still have the testimony that I've never intentionally uh, partook of anything, but there are people who have. Mm-hmm have made the mistake crossed the line paid the price got a DUI lost their driver's license yeah um
0: and that's what Paul's talking about here yeah it's a constant state of, of yeah of drunkenness
1: yeah there's no moderation there's no um there's no inhibition it's just it's just full-on intoxication full-on yeah. drunkenness and I
2: think the next word in here if I've uh studied it correctly it Ties in with drunkenness, doesn't it? Revelings, revelings is is like a partying.
1: Yeah, revelings is the party, and yes, they do go hand in hand. You know, the drunken party. Uh, So, revelings in this passage, actually, I'm looking at that word again because it was a very interesting word. Let me see if I can find that really, really quick here. Yes, uh, it is the Greek word komos, and uh, it means carousal. It means reveling. It's interpreted reveling in some places. It's called rioting. Hmm which you remember the um, prodigal son wasted his substance with riotous living. Yeah. That's the same thing. He's partying up. Uh, he's carousing. The word picture is letting loose. So it means getting rid of your inhibitions, uh, letting loose of your dignity, and basically engaging in something that is a, uh, an undignified party, an out-of-control reveling. Uh, so he adds that into the list as well. But the drunkenness and the revelings, yes, it does go hand in hand. Definitely goes hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, I asked a sheriff's deputy, Lieutenant Wayne Musgrove, at our, at, uh, when I was uh, working with Suwannee County Sheriff's Office, I asked him one time. Lieutenant Musgrove was the child sex crimes investigator in Suwannee County, and I asked him, I said, Wayne, how many people have you arrested that had the testimony that, if they had not gotten drunk, they would not have done that. Mm. And it's kind of a gateway sin, isn't it? Because you you get drunk, you lose your inhibitions. Then comes adultery. Then comes some kind of a crime. Then comes a DUI. Then comes so it, you don't you don't intend for those things to happen, but that's right. where drunkenness is uh, uh, kind of gets out of control and becomes a a huge issue in some people's lives.
2: Hmm. Yeah, it, it's. It's uh, very interesting what can happen once you um have alcohol. Uh it's I like I said before I got saved I lived a pretty rebellious life and uh the things I've seen uh when alcohol or other substances are involved is very uh it's very eye opening uh, and it makes sure. sense why um he would be against that. I mean there's nothing uh god honoring by any means that no. comes out of those no. situations. No, and if you had been raised in the
1: home I was raised in, you would hate it too. That's what I tell people. I hate liquor. I hate beer. I hate it with a passion. Uh, I'm not. I'm not here to cast judgment or or you know condemn people. I'm just here to tell you, if you had been raised the way I was raised, mm-hmm. you would have a, a a holy hatred for it as well.
0: I just don't don't like taking things that's not going to let me be in control.
1: Well, you know that's why the Bible says a man of God can't take it. Yeah. There are two people the Bible says absolutely abstainers: mm-hmm. princes, which today would be politicians, right, and and priests or men of God. So uh, you lose your judgment. Yeah, you know you're losing your uh, inhibitions. Mm-hmm. Your clarity of thought is is stolen away by these things. So I said, I yeah, said this we last... don't need we don't need
0: politicians drinking. No, I said this last time too. Like you know, how, what's the chances of um, a drunk, uh, someone who's drunk, actually getting saved while they're drunk. You know, I've heard stories of it happening. I'm not a big fan of that. Me neither, because your 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 judgment is so impaired. Like, how could you make a uh, an actual conscious decision on that? Yeah, and I've heard some of the
1: easy believism guys. You know, the guys that just one two three repeat after me. I've heard them tell stories of how they've led drunks to Christ and so on and so forth. I, you know what? Look, if it happened. Um, we'll know when we get to heaven. That's right. Uh, but I can tell you this, if they got drunk uh, or if they got saved, they got saved in spite of being drunk. Yeah. I can promise you that. So um, so envyings, murders, dr- murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, that winds up the list, and then we'll close today, maybe another 60 seconds here on, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So these mm-hmm. are things... That hell-bound sinners do, yeah. and uh, you know just to recap that again, so that there's clarity on it: uh, adultery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Mm-hmm. That's the list. And he says, "Of the which I tell you before, as I I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall
2: not inherit the kingdom of God." It- and I think it's important to, uh, uh, also note here that, um, this is not talking about you've done it once. So no. not that you've, uh, committed idolatry once or drunkenness once. This is talking about someone that lives in that right. habitual lifestyle. And this is something that, um, I've discussed before with friends and people, you know, like, I, uh, I believe Uh, based on what the Bible says here and in other places, that if you are living in a constant state of sin, it's hard to convince yourself that you're heaven-bound because you're not. I mean, the Bible speaks clearly against that. Now, do I believe that someone that has committed a sin, uh, do I believe one sin is greater than the other? No, but I believe that a habitual lifestyle of sin with no um, remorse, no No repentance, no conviction... Yeah, I believe that that's just a sign of someone that's not saved. I agree. Yeah. And, and I think s- the emphasis on the word habitual.
0: Yeah. yeah. When they start threatening the kingdom, man, I just can't. It's, it scares me every time I see something like that. Because yeah. it's like you said, if you've missed heaven, you've missed it all. You've missed everything. And, um, you know, the Bible is just so full. And for all the way from you just read so much about the kingdom. Uh, to tell you the type of people that are in the kingdom Tell you the type of people who aren't going to be in the kingdom. We've got a little right. description of what it looks like. I mean, it's just, I just can't wait, and I would hate to live in these, these works of the flesh, yeah, and miss yeah. it completely. And it,
2: it I, it's, it's sad because I, I look at some of these mega churches, you know, that sit there and say, you know, God loves you for who you are, and you can live the way you want to and serve God. Doesn't matter Christ. if you're, you know, if you're living in habitual sin, it's okay, God accepts you anyways, he understands that you're human and you have struggles. And it's like, Yeah. Mm. yeah, It's
1: something we have to be careful with, you know, because our church historically was an independent fundamental Baptist church. Since we have dropped that moniker and uh, we no longer identify as an independent fundamental Baptist church, now we're a New Testament Baptist church. We have to be careful because, you know, there was that very restrictive... And in uh, very controlled environment before. And now this is where we really have to bear down on the point you made, Zach earlier that you know we can't let this become an occasion to the flesh, you no. know, just because we're uh, we've seen the light on some things and we are exploring and enjoying liberty in Christ Jesus. That does not permit drunkenness. We want to make that clear on this podcast. That right. does not permit revelings and murders and envyings. Mm-hmm. And uh, And again, going back to the point you made, Zach, uh, I, I know I have some brothers and sisters in the Lord that have envied and have been drunk. And so what he's talking about is the uninterrupted habitual lifestyle. He's not talking about occasional stumbles into sin. He's talking about the uninterrupted
2: lifestyle of drunkenness and envyings and idolatry. Well, it's like and, what you talked about with sin, iniquity, and transgression. It's not the it's accident a huge of- difference. You know, yeah. consuming alcohol once to use the ones we use today. It's the uh, transgression of over and over, over and again, and going and back seeking and seeking it. Out. it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's so. not to say
1: that Christians uh, don't have addictions. Right. You know? I think there are uh, snags and temptations that even Christians have to battle from time to time. You know, this has been a good section. I'm I'm kind of sad to see it go, but this is eight
0: yeah, this will be podcast. eight, eight
1: Part the works eight. of the flesh. Part eight of Ooh, the yeah. podcast series here dealing with the works of the flesh. And so we've given it plenty of attention. We've given it a lot of time. And I'm excited next time to be able to come back together with you guys and talk about the fruit of the Spirit. It's an equally important list, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such there is no law. So that will be our target. For the next time, yep. and uh, we've enjoyed you listeners. We thank th- those of you who listen and like and subscribe, and those of you who comment. Very helpful. We love to hear that, even if it's not positive. You know, I mean, even if you're, even if you're a skeptic or even if you're cynical about some of the things that we're saying, we want to hear from you. We're yes. not closed-minded. Uh, what we believe at the Cherishing Scripture Podcast and Brandon Baptist Tabernacle is that uh, if, if you're confident in your faith, it's. it's you can, it can be challenged, and you mm-hmm. don't feel threatened by that challenge. And so we're happy to hear from you as well. And then those of you who are, you know, we're your darlings. We want you to <laughs> like and subscribe as well and give us your comments also. We appreciate those. So you can get these wherever podcasts are found. You can also get it on YouTube. If you type into the search bar, Brandon Baptist Tabernacle the Cherishing Scripture podcast, it's all there. Uh, Jeremy has been doing an excellent job, man, at, at uh, posting sermons and different things. And so... I know that uh, there's some people that their life has never been totally fulfilled because they've heard me preach but they've mm-hmm. never seen my face and so finally yeah <laughs> your prayers have been answered now you can put a face with a voice <laughs> yep and we've got uh, teen speak on Tuesdays Teen speak is doing exceptionally well yeah. uh, Dawson's actually on the wings over here today helping us out with some different stuff too and probably probably catching up on a Star Wars game or whatever <laughs> and, and the and, verse uh, of the week's on Monday yeah. And you I got, got that right, actually, Pastor. Verse of the week is yeah. looking great. Man. Everybody, All the also,
2: I usually, I, we usually don't mention this, but I also want to mention, just in case, uh, we just updated our giving information online. So if you ever wanted to go and actually give to the Cherishing yeah. Scripture podcast, you can actually go online and give there, and you can write in the comment section that you would like to give it towards that. And it, whatever you give, it'll be used... Like Absolutely. they said, we upgraded a camera, and we're going to try to get some more equipment sure.
1: upgraded. So, BrandonBaptistTabernacle.com. You can
2: go to the giving section there
1: and give whatever you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we promise you every penny of it goes to where you designate it to. We have our word on that, and we can prove it to you if you want. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of opportunities to give, a lot of opportunities to serve. Yeah, And, uh, and we appreciate your prayers. We really, really do. Yeah. So uh, join us again next time. Zach Taylor, Jeremy Boggs, Pastor Bailey. Uh, also accompanied here by Dawson and Jackie. Thank you guys for helping us out with us. Uh, we'll enjoy it again next time. Cherishing society, <laughs> cher- <laughs> changing society by cherishing scripture. Thank you. Yeah.